Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Monday, the 13th of March, 2023. Brand new start to a brand new week. And of course, here in Melbourne, here in Victoria, it is the Labor Day weekend. So today is a public holiday. Not many people are working. Uh, but for others around the country, it is a normal work day. And of course, if you're listening from other parts of the world, today being Monday, the 13th of March, it is probably just a normal work day for you. So I trust you've had a great weekend. And looking forward to taking every opportunity that's presented to you and your team this week. And look, if you're a brand new uh, listener to the podcast, if you just come across the podcast, welcome. Hopefully what you listen to and hear today will be enough to want to come back and listen to subsequent episodes. But also be sure to check out the back catalogue, which is uh, now sitting at about 565. And I think on most platforms, including the Apple platform, I think it's about 500. So the first 60-odd episodes uh, are not there visible at the moment. But uh, if you go to my website, darrenmitchell.com.au, uh, the full back catalogue is there. So welcome aboard. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you plugging back in. Thank you for continuing to listen. And hopefully, I'm continuing to add value to you and your team on your respective quests to become exceptional at what you do. So with that said, let's get into today's topic. And uh, it's a really important one, particularly as we start the brand new week. And it's all about creating impressions. And the question I want to ask you off the top is, what impression are you creating right now? Now, it's, uh, it's really interesting. And I talk about this all the time with sales leaders. And that is, we've got to understand that as sales leaders, we are being watched like a hawk. And if you've been listening for a while, you've noticed that I've mentioned this a few times over the journey, our team are eagerly watching everything we do. They're also watching for what we don't do. Uh, They're listening to what we're saying, but also listening to what we are not saying, and therefore making a determination based on actions, behavior, and also uh, our language. And they're making a determination, am I trustworthy? Because there's a lot of leaders out there that will do one thing, but they say something completely different. It's therefore critical, and we've got to understand this, that we are very, very clear as leaders, and particularly as sales leaders, on our intentions. And I've got to say, I've had a number of role models over my career where I've learned some great things from them, but I've also learned some things that you've got to be really mindful of when it comes to consistency, because very quickly, when it comes to building trust within your team, and that can take a bit of time to create trust, because just because you've got the title doesn't mean our trust is equally uh, uh, transferred to you when you get that particular position. But I've seen trust being broken really, really quickly simply by virtue of the fact that a sales leader in particular was saying one thing and then doing something completely different. So there was a lack of credibility in the eyes of the team, which translated into, you know what, this is not somebody who I think I should be following uh, because there is an incongruence there. So we've got to be really, really conscious. And this is happening all the time. So with all this in mind, uh, the first question I ask off the top is, how often are you intentional as a sales leader with the impression you are wanting to create? And this is a key thing in every single interaction. Now, often when we think about impressions, most of us start thinking about first impressions. And, and it's kind of true that when you meet somebody for the first time, you have a first impression that's created. And it doesn't take a huge amount of time for that impression to be created. But we've also got to be conscious of the fact that even with people who we know, we are constantly creating an impression 
with those people. So just think about your team, for example. Every Monday morning, you haven't seen them since Friday. There's an impression that's created you of them and also them of you when it comes to Monday morning. And if we're not careful and if we're not intentional with this, sometimes an impression can be created and it can actually be the cascade effect and how that week is going to play out particularly if it's not a good start to the week. Now, a lot of, I know a lot of people, and I talk about this in workshops all the time, I ask people what is their favorite day, and very rarely, if ever, does anybody say Monday is the favorite day. It's a rare occasion when somebody does that, but uh, most of the time it's a Friday. So when you think about people dragging themselves into the office each Monday morning, and that's presupposing, of course, that people are coming back to the office, uh, how do most people feel on a Monday morning? And particularly in sales, it's... Um, Varied. A lot of people look forward to the week, look forward to Monday, can't wait till Monday because they've got some fantastic things happening. Others, particularly if they're behind their target or don't necessarily know, you know where the next sale is going to be coming from, Monday morning sometimes can feel like a drag. Either way, there's an impression that is created when we walk into the office. So we've got to look at that and be mindful of the fact that how I walk in, how I walk from the car to the office, how I walk from the coffee shop into the office, how I walk into the boardroom, and how I hold myself will actually create an impression in the eyes of others. So it stands to reason, therefore, that we've got to look at what we can control so as to create the very best impression possible. Now, when we do this, when we're meeting somebody for the first time, customer, important prospect, partner, executive, whatever the case might be, we seem to be really intentional with the impressions we want to create, and we're almost on our best behavior. But how often do we do this every single day when we're actually interacting or about to interact with our team. And the question I'm always asked is, how do we actually do this? Well, we do this by consciously applying and thinking about seven key behaviors which will stack the odds in our favor of creating a very, very powerful first impression. Now, I'm going to do this in order because it's a very specific uh, sequence, if you like, in terms of how this how this plays out. And most of the time, people are not aware consciously of these impressions being created. They just get a feeling about somebody. And then often, when that person starts to speak, that feeling is either fully confirmed or in the rare case, it may actually be deconfirmed or changed based on the on the words that the person speaks. But these behaviors, if we can dial these in, if we can get really, really conscious about these and really intentional, we can start to seriously stack the odds in our favor. And irrespective of the person or the people you're about to meet and interact with, you give yourself a very, very good opportunity of creating a really intentional impression. Now, as we know, If you've got really good impressions that are being created, people get a better feeling for you. They actually start to resonate more readily with you. There's a thing called trust transference that often happens, and we know that we can't do business, particularly in sales. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to do business with somebody and with an organization if there is not a level of trust there. So what this does, it starts to build a rapport, and it starts to build a level of of trust in the eyes of the people you're interacting with. So I'll go through these at a really high level. And as I go through these, just think about what you're doing on a daily basis and how can you maybe change the way you're bringing yourself into a situation to up the ante, to build better levels of trust, to build deeper connections and to create really great first impressions. Because the thing we've got to understand is first impressions are created pretty quickly. uh, And depending on who you listen to, it's anything from immediately up to about half a minute to a minute. But uh, it doesn't take a huge amount of time to create an impression upon somebody, which means we really have to be intentional if we are to maximize the opportunity of having conversations and turn those conversations, hopefully business conversations, into converted business. So uh, first one is a thing called dress and appearance. And when you think about this, 
when you see somebody coming into your environment, the first thing you see is how they look. Now, that could be what they're dressed like. Are they dressed professionally? Do they have board shorts on? Are they wearing a dress? Are they wearing skins? Whatever the case might be. But it's being really, really conscious of your dress and dressing for the appropriate environment you're going into. And I remember back in the sales days, just on this point, many uh, many of us as salespeople and sales leaders used to wear suits and ties. And the I guess the thought process back then was when you were calling on senior executives, chief information officers, chief financial officers, and in some cases, chief executive officers, the vast majority of people in the business space or the corporate space would always wear suit and ties. Now that's changed and evolved over time, but the adage was, hey, we need to dress to impress and dress which is consistent for the environment. So wear a tie and wear a suit. And if your customer's not wearing a tie, it's very easy to remove your tie. But if you walk into an environment not wearing a tie and you're meeting an executive who does have a tie on, then it's very, very difficult to quickly put a tie on because it's uh, you probably don't have one available to you. But that first impression has already been created. So be very, very conscious of your appearance and making sure you're dressing, yes, dressed to impress, but certainly dress in a way which is consistent with the environment you're going into. And the other part about appearance, of course, is the grooming. So just make sure you're you're groomed in a professional manner. So if, if, you, if you're a male and you're wearing a beard, please make sure it's a trimmed beard. Make sure you've got clean hair, washed hair, etc. Just Just common courtesy and common sense in these particular areas, because whether we like it or not, People will judge a book by its cover. And if you are not appearing to be uh, professional or not wearing the right kind of suit or looking out of place in the environment, there's a very first impression that's not necessarily going to be favorable that will be created in the eyes of the person you're meeting. So that's the first one, your appearance and your dress. The second behavior is a thing called posture. So maintaining a positive and confident posture. And that is your back straight, your chin up, your shoulders back. There's nothing worse than watching people who are in a business environment who are hunched over, who are walking really slowly, who who appear to be uh, almost hiding, if you like, or trying to make themselves very, very small. And I see this a lot in situations where you've got people who are in the presence of senior executives and sometimes board members, that they almost feel unworthy and their body language says so. So they try to shrink and almost become invisible. What we have to think about is, hey, I'm walking into an environment that I deserve to be at. So what's the type of posture that I need to put in there? Now, this is not an arrogant posture, but it's an upright, confident posture, which just resonates to the other person that, hey, I'm in the right place. I'm a a confident person. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Just maintaining a positive and confident posture is a great second behavior that we can put in place. That complements very well the appearance and our grooming. The third one is movement. And this is, if you think about this, this is all in order because we see somebody first, we notice the posture, how they're holding themselves. And the next thing we notice is their movement. Are you moving into this environment with a purpose? Or are you are you moving very, very slowly like a sloth? Now, there are some people that almost move as if they're in slow motion. And yet there are others look like they're moving in really, really fast motion. They're always appearing to be in a hurry. Uh, but the movement needs to be considered. It needs to be confident and it needs to be with purpose. So again, thinking about how you can move into the into a particular environment. And if you're nervous, and it's okay to be nervous, think about how a person who would be exuding confidence would move and move like that. So that's the third one, movement. Just move with purpose and move with confidence. The fourth one is gestures. And gestures could be uh, things like how you move your hands as you're walking into a particular environment. But gestures really, when it comes to the greeting, when it comes to meeting people within that environment, 
Are you confident and are you intentional with your greeting, particularly if you are shaking hands? Now, there is nothing worse than shaking a hand with a person who just extends their hand and there's absolutely no uh, energy in that handshake whatsoever. It's literally like one of those rubber hands you can get in a magic shop. There is nothing to it and there's just no energy and there's there's no there's even no uh, uh, no temperature to it. So it's just like a limp hand. You can tell a lot by a person uh, by their handshake. And the key thing here is have some energy because a firm handshake and a professional handshake will give a sense of, hey, this is a purposeful conversation. I'm really pleased to meet you. I value you versus just giving out the limp hand. It gives it gives absolutely nothing. Well, and in fact, from my from my point of view, what it says is you don't value me, uh, and to even take it to a further a further level, you don't value yourself. So, when you're greeting somebody, uh, make sure it's professional and it's firm. Uh, and particularly if males, you listen to this, if you're shaking hands with a female. Please make sure your handshakes are firm, but also take the lead from the female because I found my experience here is a lot of females like to give a firm handshake, but don't try to crush the knuckles. Just take the lead from the female and match the firmness of that particular handshake because that will lead to a higher level of credibility in that transaction. And similarly, females, if you're listening to this and you're shaking hands with a male, uh, extend your hand with a firm and professional handshake and, and don't try to... I don't, don't try to transfer masculine energy and don't try to make it too too hard in terms of a handshake. And male to male, there are so many males out there and it's almost like this adrenaline rush that people get. And sometimes uh, some handshakes, it's like you're trying to crush the knuckles and the, uh, and the hand bones of the other person. Don't do that. But please make sure that's professional and make sure it's firm. Not too firm because you don't want to rip the person's arm out of its socket. But the gestures you do use in the greeting just uh, adds another layer to what's already being started to be created in terms of that impression from the appearance to the posture to your movements and then your gestures. Now, in the gesturing part, it's very quickly linked to the next one, which is your facial expressions. And what staggers me even in 2023 is the number of people that you meet who, whilst they might extend their hand, they don't actually have, I guess, the ability or haven't been taught to look people in the eye and use their facial expressions and create an impression that they're very, very happy and pleased to meet you. Now, I know that in some cultures, uh, looking in other people's eyes is not uh, not acceptable or it's not necessarily something that's natural, but certainly in Western culture and certainly here in Australia, in the business sense, looking at somebody and looking them in the eye is a mark of respect. And it basically says to the other person, particularly when you're greeting them for the first time, that I value you and I'm really, really pleased to meet you. So, and when you do that and you smile, it's amazing how people can feel more comfortable than if you frowned upon them and didn't look at them. Now, I know from my own personal experience, when I meet people and they don't look me in the eye from a business context, my first question is, hmm, what are they hiding from me? What is it about this person that they're keeping from me that might I need to be aware of that uh, I just put something in the back of my mind to say I'm not quite trusting this person yet? So they have to do a lot more work to create a much better impression, to get over that initial impression that's created simply because they didn't look me in the eye. So from a facial expressions point of view, please appear to be as if you are really, really valuing the opportunity to meet this person and look this person in the eye because it'll actually create a huge amount of credibility in the eyes of the other person. Now, behavior number six is a thing called voice tonality. So all the things that have happened up until now have been almost happening, yes, visually, but also unconsciously. So the person hasn't even spoken yet 
and nor have you. But when you do speak, how is your tonality? Are you speaking with a resonance? Are you being expressive? Are you speaking confidently? And are you being genuine? Because your tonality is a huge percentage of how we communicate with other people in terms of the impact we have upon other people. So talk in a way that resonates. Talk in a way that even if you're nervous, exudes confidence because there'll be, again, a transference of, of trust that if you're, uh, if you're quite nervous about meeting somebody or quite nervous about a meeting you're going to, if you can think about how do I slow down my speech, how do I think more intentionally with the words that I want to talk about, and how can I choose a tone that will be consistent with who I am, but also that will transfer a level of credibility to the other person to the point where they get a sense of this is, this is somebody in their presence who is worth listening to. And that is the sixth behavior. And the last one is the words and the language that we speak. So be very careful and be very selective in the language that you use and the words that you speak. So specifically think about the audience and specifically then consider the words and the language that will be in alignment with the intention you have and certainly the environment you're going into. So if you're in an environment where you're a part of a football club or a sporting club where there might be a lot of swearing, there might be a lot of sarcasm, there might be a lot of acronyms and so forth, and you're going into a very professional organization, a professional meeting, then of course it stands to reason that you don't use any of that. You need to be very professional. You need to be very thoughtful in terms of the words that you use and certainly remove any swear words in particular in that particular environment because that will create... An impression. So they are the seven, what we call the seven observable behaviors. Your appearance, your posture, your movements, the gestures, your facial expressions, the voice tonality you use when you speak, and also the words and the language that you speak when you're meeting somebody and having a conversation. So implementing these behaviors will enable you in this order to create a very, very strong impression and of the best impression you possibly can if you're intentional because the thing we have to realize is that over 50% of how we communicate is through our physiology and you'll notice that the first five behaviors are all based on your body language or your physiology your tonality is 38% of how we communicate uh, and that brings it to 93% of the communication and that's why the words are last and this is why a lot of people spend so much time on trying to get the words right now, you need to know your content. You need to be very thoughtful with the words that you use. But just so you know, the impression you create is 93% of your physiology or your body language together with how you speak in terms of your tonality. The words are just the 7%, what I call the icing on top. So I trust that helps and I trust that message resonates because this is something that a lot of leaders don't necessarily consciously spend a lot of time thinking about For, for many, for, because for many of them, they're not necessarily aware of it. So as we begin this brand new week, consider the impressions that you are currently creating and whether they are in alignment with your intentions. Now, if you double down on these seven behaviors, be prepared to witness some magic happen with all of your interactions because this is the game. And certainly as a sales leader, we've got to be more and more conscious of the impressions we are creating every single day. So as we wrap up, trust that message helps. And I trust it helps you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader and help your team become exceptional at what they do as well. So just before we finish, if you're ready to have a conversation and if you'd like to have a conversation about potentially working together, having me as a mentor for you, helping you in your quest to become that exceptional sales leader, love to have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom and have a conversation about where you are at, what you're looking to achieve over the next three plus months. 
What are some things that are on your radar? And we'll put a plan together and start the execution plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging in to the podcast. I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.